Moto Limited Network. It's good to have other opinions that you know are good opinions too. If you're in my way, we, we gotta do battle. basically is my life. My brain probably wanders a lot. I don't know. Here it is, the Moto Limited Show. Welcome everybody to show number 16. I am your host, Trent Ma, and the Moto Limited Show is brought to you by MPE Suspension and Pro Powder Powder Coating. What a week we've had this week. Um, heaps of news going on in the sport of Supercross over in America. Um, we've still got not much going on here in Australia at the moment, which is uh, not that uncommon at the moment, but, um, man, heaps, heaps going on. Uh, and this week's show has been a show I've been excited for now for a couple of weeks. We've had... Um, had this brewing in the background and I'm excited to have these two guys in studio with me uh, tonight, this afternoon, and uh, we're going to go through some of their some of their careers and some of their stuff and, and also some, uh, some other bits and pieces as well. So first up, joining us here, he is the owner-operator of the Guillotine Boxing Club. He's a former world title challenger. It's Ty Gilchrist. Ty, how are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Mate, pleasure. Pleasure to have you in here. We've uh, didn't know you too much early on, and then you've uh, been involved with sending through some questions and things like that. And you know, the first we heard of you was when Talia Drew was in on uh, in studio, and you know, said that you were a big part of her her training program. So from there, we've sort of got to know each other mutually through that and and other bits and pieces. And uh, you're a guy that's. Um, being into the sport of motocross too yeah yeah that's right i've um been training talia for oh about 12 months now mm. um and then yeah i've seen since i've been following your podcast ever since yeah um and then yeah i just threw it out there for a bit of shits and gigs <laughs> with um a question there and said because I, I know probably robbie marshall yeah he's um he's performed at one of my boxing events before mm-hmm. doing his freestyle shows yeah um and yeah just threw it out there i was mucking around just saying oh yeah rob, rob you should fight train on one of my shows <laughs> and um yeah and then sort of it's all escalated from there and you've put your you know you've sort of put your hand up and um yeah here we are called you out Alrighty, and also joining me in studio uh here as well is uh the tlr kdm rider he runs second in the Queensland title, second in the sunny state, and I think this is the best I've seen him ride in a long, long time. It's Lockie Latimer, mate. How are you? Good, mate. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, mate. I should have turned your microphone up there. There's, <laughs> there it is. Budget yeah. rate production. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks for joining us, man. It's a pleasure having you in studio here. Uh, as I said, man, you had a pretty good year considering how shit the sport was. You had a good year running second at the uh, sunny states and second at Queensland titles as well. Yeah, I mean... It was it was weird for us, you know. Like our whole preseason was really messed around with obviously COVID coming in and changing things for us. Mm. So to be able to pull together like the few good results that I did for yep. the little bit of racing we did was good. And being my first year in the 450 class, mm-hmm. it was an awesome stepping stone and a good introduction for next year. So I know where I can kind of be at with the big boys and stuff, like with Toddy and Dean. Like I did get to race them a little bit and then Gibbsy and stuff. Yeah. And um, a few of the other guys like Jai and the other fast boys coming through. So it was good. It just sucked that it only lasted for yeah. five minutes. It yeah. felt like I did hardly anything. Um, but nah, all in all, it was a good year. And, you know, it's just, it was plenty to learn from and yep. pull plenty more out for next year. 
perfect. All right, Ty, mate, you've got the the gym up there. Uh, it's at Kabulcha. Uh, give us a bit of a rundown of how it works up there, and if if people wanted to get involved, how they sort of get in touch with you. Yep, yep. So I've been running the um, boxing club now, going on eleven years. Um, we're first at Bribey Island. Um, now we're over in Kabulcha, so we're a bit more central base for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we cater for everyone. Um, so we have kids, we have mum, dads. Um, obviously, we've got fighters, we've got professional fighters. Yep. Um, but uh, twice a week, we all roll everyone into the one class. Mm-hmm. So it's really good. So you've got um, some mums will bring their kids into me um, that are a little bit nervous and maybe getting picked on and need that confidence. Mm-hmm. And then you have some mums that bring their kids to me that are little shits that, that uh, need a yeah. bit of discipline, yeah. you know. So, <laughs> like um, me, A-type. Yeah, <laughs> a bit like Loggy. Um, but, yeah, so it's good. So we all train together. Yeah. Um, so it brings those ones up that need that confidence and those ones that think they're a bit cocky that are better than the other kids or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, they've got a line up beside them and train with them yep. so it sort of brings them back down to earth as well and then you've got the older kids that fight um, that sort of yeah keep them in line as well so um, yeah no we, we train um, there Monday to Thursday nights 5pm yep. at 24 Aerodrome Road and um, yeah it's a good little family club like I said we've been going for 11 years now and uh, yeah things are going good yeah perfect um, so as we said you, you do a lot in the sport of motocross as well here in, in uh, South East Queensland um, you got obviously Lockie uh, training with you uh, who are a couple of the other riders and, and that sort of stuff you've got a, quite a few uh, motocross riders yep I, I first started training um, Jed Allstop yep um, he come in um, and then he had a bad accident and broke his leg yep um, so he was off the bike for 10 weeks so to his to his commitment he was turning up in the gym with me like I sponsor him I train him for free mm-hmm. um and for 10 weeks, I was training him, like, upper body strength. He had, yeah. a, he had um, a broken leg, so we could only do certain things. But um, he's such a dedicated little kid. And, um, yes, yeah, so I was training him a lot. Um, and then he started sort of post a few things that he was doing with me. Yeah. And then a few other the motocross riders started to come on board from that. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, no, it's really good. Sometimes the motocross riders actually outnumber the boxers some nights. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, got Jai Walker there, um, Lockie and his um, brother Ricky. Yeah. The Drews, a um, couple of club riders, you know, from Kilcoy. Yep. Um, who else am I forgetting? Who, who else we got there? Oh, God, don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> you just showed I know, there's, I I know there's more. Like, oh, Jeremy Lobb. Like, yeah, yeah, um, all that. yeah, Jeremy Lobb. He's a good, good talented rider, but he's sort of at that age now where, yeah. you know, it's sort of... A handful of them really come and go, too. Like, they'll... Yeah, I was a bit like that at the start too. You show up for a few weeks, then you go away for a bit, then come back come again. Back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we do have a handful of really committed ones, you yeah. know, um, and I love working with them, you know. Yeah. And um, believe it or not, like the boxing and motocross go hand in hand mm-hmm. so much. Like yeah. not just um, physically but mentally. Yes. Um, so everything that I say in my classes, like I'm talking normally direct to the boxers. Yeah. But the motocross riders relate because it's such um, a similar sport as in, like, it's a really aggressive sport. Yeah. But you got to stay calm and, and composed. That's right. That's uh, right. And it's only you in the ring as well when it comes down to it, like, when we go on the track. Like, it's just us on the track. Like, yeah. you know, I was the same, like, when I was doing my fitness for my racing I reached out and um, got myself a trainer and I went through a few different trainers but the one that I found I got the most out of was when I 
start doing Muay Thai and MMA. Yeah. Like my trainer there, Stephen, he was man, he was just the man. He was and he was hard, like yeah. a hard guy. Well, that's it with boxing yeah. and motocross. Like there's no room for error. Nah. And it, it's yeah, it's a very yeah. both very serious sport, so you gotta take it serious. That's right. And he was like always into me, like and it was the mental stuff too. Like, you know, when you want to break, he's just like, You can't break, like, mm. you know, here comes another jab and then at the end of the day you think of that it's like you know when you're on a track it's one you know you got that rider on you and you're like you just got to break it down and compartmentalize it and go right well i've just got to do like four more corners and i got like the last lap yeah i, I feel like i'm the strongest on the last lap at every yeah. race because it's like all right mentally one more lap i just everything i got and then i, I can i can pass out when this is finished and i feel like that came once i started doing that training yeah, for sure 100 percent. yeah and it's all that mental stuff so yeah you are right one of my questions was what do you think about the crossover in the sport but you you answered it there and and um yeah, yeah it's cool to see and i mean a lot of your guys you know like um like locky run second in the mx1 this year at queensland titles jai was behind him in third jai uh, walker has made a massive leap in the last year or so yeah um which i guess is probably when he started with you so yeah yeah it's he has, not he's been with us he first come with jet because him and jet were like best, yeah best little buddies and um yeah he's been coming for a lo- long time and i said what do you normally do at the gym because mm. i'll just go there with my mates and yeah oh, sit on your phone he yeah goes, yeah pretty much yeah i'm like yeah you can't beat the boxing fitness it's, nah. it's no nah. yeah. and he he come on a lot and then as you said you know you got the drews there and kobe and and talia you know and that sort of stuff um you also went up and went to the women's and vets titles up at gladstone obviously to help talia out with her defending her queensland title which she was unfortunately unsuccessful in but she obviously put in a you know a big effort to to try and uh regain that how was the event up there for you yep oh the event was um the event was good Mm. um it was hard to compete like two weeks earlier we went to king of capricorn yeah it was always going to be hard to compete against that event um but it was good. Like, I raced as well. Um, it was my first Queensland title, so it was pretty cool just to yeah. go in it. Um, it always stacked fields, but I feel like like our vets' classes, like we're sort of the, <laughs> the forgotten heroes of the sport uh, kind of thing, you know. And, and at the moment, there's a lot of guys. Like, we, we I guess, sorry, cut you off, but we, right. we were talking about this last week. Like, a lot of those, like, Dean and Todd and all that, they're like early 30s like yeah, a right. lot of the fast dudes in the sport right now are like early yep. 30s it's like shit there's well, not long out of even Robbie how old's Robbie now Oh, well, Robbie's 36. Yeah. Oh, is he so he didn't yeah. go in it? Yeah, nah, right. yeah. So, and I think I think Gibbsy is like, isn't he like 34 or something like that? I think he's 32, 33. 32, yeah. Shit. So he's getting close. So, yep. like, I mean, dude, these guys are like, yeah. We'll see. I'm glad I went in the Queensland titles this year then because yeah. um, I end up getting 10th overall. And if these boys <laughs> are going to do it and stick with it, yeah, that's probably the best I'm ever going to get. <laughs> so I'm happy, happy I went this year. That's for sure. But yeah, with the actual event, like, it was pretty good. Um, the, like I said, like, no one was really there. Like the vets were there. It was the vets in Queensland mm. titles, but everyone was tuned in for the women's race. Um, everyone sort of knows the riders and being um, Talia, being the defending champion. Like yep. she, she was on the cover of the program and everything. Like she had a lot of pressure on her. And you got the young girl coming through, um, Taylor McClutchen. Yep. Everyone knew it was coming down to a showdown between them two, mm. and like it lived up the expectations. Like it was pretty intense, just sitting on the grandstand watching yeah. the races. Um, and I think they went out for practice, and I think Talia beat her in like time qualifying yeah. f- for like a hundredth of a second. So yeah. like it just it's set close. up, yeah. it set it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, first race, they go out there. 
like everyone's tuning in. Yeah. Like everyone's out of their pits in the grandstands for Watching, it. Yeah. Because um, them two girls were kind of like in front of all the, the rest. The, of the rest. Pack. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, first race, Taylor gets the whole shot. Talia overtakes her. Yeah. Gets in the lead. Like it's intense. And then. Talia drops it. Yeah. And then, yeah, then Taylor gets in front of her. And at the end of the, end of the race, like, there was a few words said, I think, between the girls. Like, yeah. I've coached a lot of girls. In, yeah. I used to coach the women's rugby league team as well. Yeah. And, like, women are just so much more emotional oh. when it comes to things like this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so it was already ten, intense. And then the girls are, like, heated a bit. Yeah. Second race comes around. Um, what happens is, oh, second race... Um, Taylor, sorry, ta- I'm trying to get Taylor and Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor McClutchin, yeah. she's winning yeah. for the first two laps, and she drops it like right in front of where everyone's seated. Oh yeah, and she just couldn't get up and get going. Talia goes past her and is winning, and like she's out in front a fair bit. Yeah, Taylor's catching her, catching her, catching her with about three corners to go. Taylor makes the pass uh, on Talia. Yeah, like it pretty much would have been one-one. Yeah, and um, so yeah, um, so Taylor went. Two, two, wins, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then um, so yeah, I was sort of like I went up to Talia and like I gave her five ten minutes because I know yeah. how how she would have been feeling. Yeah, yeah. But I gave her a good ten minutes and I went up there and she's like still pretty upset. Yeah, and um, I'm like that's when the boxing kicked in. You know, yeah. like it's not over. Go out swinging. Like, yeah, anything can happen. Don't yeah. give up. You know, you, you got a lot of people here cheering for you. Um, and she did, and she went out there and, and she gave it a good crack. But um, Taylor just got her on the day. I still got her on that last one. Yeah. Um, and then I was sitting in the grandstand and um, like. The, girl, the girls always pull up, you yeah. know, shake hands or whatever. Yeah. And Taylor pulled up. Yeah. And then Talia comes in real fast. And I've uh, looked over going, oh, shit, is she just going to keep going here? Yeah. But she pulled up and then, like, oh, yeah. gave her a massive big cuddle yeah. and, and, like, the whole crowd's cheering. And yeah, um, the girls, in the end, you know, showed great sportsmanship. Yeah. And, yeah, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, no, the, the women, <laughs> women are, yeah, intense. Like, mm-hmm. I had, I've trained a lot of, a lot of women and, and girls, are, you know, throughout, like, I just love it you know having women in the sport as well like i think there's there's room for it um but i remember having jamie sanders was you know one of my girls that you know i trained from when she was on 60s you know and then i eventually started you know a you know small team and had her on it and that year she trained her ass off and you know she went from not even being able to compete with the girls that she was you know that were winning to to nearly winning the title like queensland title and the the sunny states that year and yeah man the ups and downs you go through with them like they're so intense with everything yeah. like you know us we just got we're like intense guys are intense and then we're just kind of like all right yeah. we're going to the next one they're just like they hold on and you're like yeah you've got to just it's, it's done now you just you've got to yeah. and you're trying to help them with that yeah. and it, but it's funny like when they when they figure it out though like mm. I, I think a lot of the women have the skills and ability to to do well they just got to like believe and and when they do yeah you, try and leave their emotions aside yeah and yeah and and um you know they yeah i've had plenty that you just like you've got the talent you've just got to believe that you've got the talent now yeah, like yeah. It, it's out of my hands like yeah once you do it almost just concentrate on yourself don't worry about the others yeah well you, you know what it's like lucky like when you get that first win and you're like oh shit now i can do it it's the same thing with them like once they once they break but it's like the littler things too like jumping a jump you know mm. for us we just like oh you know i'm not the best at jumping but once you get it you're like oh sweet i've done it now but yep. you know it, it doesn't take you that long but when they look at it all day and then yeah. 
yeah. they hit it right at the end and it's just like ah oh. like when I was a kid like <clears throat> I was no next big thing coming out of juniors I was such a goon like so for me it, it I, I went through the stages of learning to jump learning yeah. all the basic stuff just I remember I did a lot of ton of coaching as a kid with Ben Shadell yeah and I remember just shaking my boots riding his place I hated it, <laughs> it and he'd just be trying to get me to do a double and it'd be like the smallest yeah. wimpiest thing and I'd be wigging out we'd roll it for two hours and he'd just yeah. stand there and watch and yeah it'd be like that once you'd finally jump it you'd go huh it wasn't, wasn't so bad my yeah. dad used to actually sit on the down ramps stand on the down <laughs> for the jump and tell me he'll catch me yeah. if I fall he did yeah. that I think all the way up till I was probably 18 yeah. he never caught me by the way but um, he used to always, just to just to try and get me to do it because yeah. man I'd just go yeah. and just never would jump it and yeah it's it's kind of like that for when it was my first win like yeah. you know it's not even so much your first win it's your first time even like leading yeah and you're like oh okay i'm finally in that in yeah the spot where i want to be or where i've been training for and then yeah you get past and then you know it might take you two more three races till you get back to that position again yeah. but then you're like oh you learn so much from it and yeah it's exactly the same with for the girls too you know and like you were just touching on like yeah it's that whole first time thing yeah no for sure um all right Lockie. well let's get into your year so as i said you ran you know second queensland title second at, at the sunny states um obviously you know you're losing it to, to todd waters mm. um which is not you know, no. yeah. Let, let, if you're gonna lose to someone like the I, Australia champion, I, I handled it good. I went, to, I went to Harvey Bay with that game plan. Like, oh, every time I'm on the start line, I want to win. I like, push myself to yeah. win. But it was like, if there's anyone that was going to beat me, it's gonna like, be it, it, it'll be Todd, and I'll take it on the chin. Yeah, and I knew I'd learn more from from doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just had to do it. And yeah. Like just really wanted to make sure I tried sticking to him as best as I as I could. Yeah. Um, but he's a he's a whole other beast in the a, sand. He's so experienced. It's <laughs> yeah. like I said to so many guys, like the dudes raced all over the world. Yeah. It's been with so many teams. I'm a 23 year old kid. Yeah. Like he's not really going to worry about me. Nah. So nah. like you know, it, and that's where like the maturity and the experience come to. It. And same with boxing. Like you just you know. If we're three, four laps in the race, and I might be rushing my little bits because I'm trying to think, I'm trying to yeah. keep up with Todd Waters. Where he's like, oh, I got time, I know where I can get him. Like he's just so yeah. patient. And that's that's that stuff where all the years and all the experience he has over the world, yeah, you know, where it really shines. So to get second to him wasn't wasn't too dis- was definitely wasn't disappointing. That was yeah. the ultimate goal, apart from if I could pull off a win. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I watched. Like, I didn't get to watch that much racing at the start of the year. I was in a... For me, personally, I was in a different space at the start of the year, and then COVID kind of refocused me back in on the sport again, which was Mm -hmm. kind of a good thing. Um, Kind of a bad thing because I'm doing a lot of this now and all that sort of stuff but <laughs> I love it but I uh, you know once I started doing this too it gave me the confidence to hop behind the mic mm. and I got to watch you at Toowoomba and I got to watch you and commentate you at Queensland titles and like I remember Toowoomba I was kind of like oh the hard pack you know Lockie's pretty good blah 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 when I watched you at Harvey Bay dude I was like I think it was Moto 2 where you held off Jai for yeah. the whole Moto oh, and I was I was watching that on Lifetime oh, and so I didn't go and I was yeah. like oh, Jai must be getting Roos's whole race and dude it was <laughs> he, he couldn't it, get around you I was I was like I, I was, was parking that poor kid so bad oh, <laughs> like I, it, was, it wasn't even that like it just I was just like 
I was like, man, Lockie is showing so much maturity here. Like, you just did what you had to do, and he was throwing the kitchen sink. Yeah. And could not make the pass. And I was like, that just goes to show, like, Jai's a good rider, but he's still got a lot to learn from where you are right now. And even though the age gap's mm. really not that big, but it, is, years, like that. but it is big enough for you to see where you were just kind of... And I was like, dude, that's the best I think I've seen you ride. Mm ever yeah. and and like I don't know if the year started like that for you or if it got better it, through it, COVID it or? definitely did in the very yeah. start of the year I like uh, first round of sailing states I think I got 6th or 7th I had a bit of trouble with like just had I went there with just too soft, soft a suspension was that a kill, uh, Coolum? Coolum. Yeah. dude I got smoked mm. like I mean nothing yeah. like and instantly I was on the downer from it because I was like cool step up 450 class yeah. just got my butt handed to me yeah. like I was pretty over it and uh I got my bike a lot better, but then the like, COVID happened. The season stopped, so yeah. it sucked. And then I trained my butt off, but just basically stayed on top of things. And I didn't really do anything too out of the ordinary. Just kept doing my thing. And then our first race back was King Arroy yeah. for that uh, for round two of the Sunny States. And all I wanted to do because I knew I was fit, I knew I was good enough on the bike. I just you know hadn't done a start. Yeah. So I was like, gotta get a start. Gotta get a start. And I just knew how the track was too I really knew that's where I was going to make it or break it for me Yeah. and every moto I got a second place start behind um, Dean Dean. Yeah. and every time that would happen I would just try and catch a toe with him Yeah. And try and do four or five laps try and see where he was a little bit better and yeah. just learn just honestly didn't even really stress about trying to race him too much Yeah. and Jai same thing he'd sit behind me and we just we would just sit there and oh, I just would yeah. hold my own and honestly at Harvey Bay in that second moto when Jai was behind me, I was just kind of resulting back to that. Yeah. You know, of like, been here before, and I have, I've been in yeah. so many pressured situations over my racing career with battling for a lead last lap, even my, my almost very first ever national win, I got mm. past a lap and a half to go yeah. from, uh, by Mitch Evans. Yeah. And like, yeah, like that just ruined, yeah. it's like I led the whole race. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and, and you know, I, that's what I mean, I, I always result back to like, I've done this before, I've been in this position before. Mm. And, um, but that's it, one of the best ways to learn, I guess, is from experience. Yeah, yeah. that's it, that's it. And that's what it was with Harvey Bay, because funnily enough so I, I just got the whole shot on the first one that was yeah. like on the Saturday and that was a pretty cruisy race I sat there in second Todd yeah, gapped me by like, like eight or so seconds yeah. and I just cruised yeah. and in the second moto Jai just got me and he dropped the hammer I yeah. had nothing I literally tried pinning it there with him for the first lap and a half and I actually just said to myself like no nah, yeah. I'm going to crash doing it and I just literally had the minds of going he'll crash if he keeps going like yeah. that not to be talking bad <laughs> but that's just what I was thinking and yeah. it, nothing yeah. bad but just tip over I just yeah. thought, surely he won't ride that speed the whole race yeah. if he if he does well then well, he's gone <laughs> good, good yeah. on him yeah. but um, he tipped over and Toddy got by him well, I think Toddy might just pass him before and I just got by Jai yeah. and then I just knew when he was behind me I was feeling a little tired already on the bike and I was struggling but I went I'm just going to slow the pace down mm. right at my race. Yeah. And I've learned some things over the years racing some guys. And <laughs> in all, like, the really one-line sections of the track, like the middle part, yeah. like where everyone just going to one right, I was full checking up and just yeah. jumping the clutch, <laughs> just trying to fill them with as much sand yeah. as I could. Like, no, I never tried taking them out, but, you know, little checkups, like even if there's a lapper or something and we'd be coming to a turn and I knew it'd be, you know, same sort of deal, one-line turn, I'd wait till the very last second to pass the lapper yeah. to try and put something between. It's just, I kept doing little things like that he yeah. was hot on my heels the whole time like you said he threw the you know everything including the kitchen sink at me yeah but it was just those little things where I was just you know 
basically <laughs> bullcrapping myself the whole time too with a little stuff like hey, yeah. haven't got me yet I'm fine <laughs> but you know. I mean, is it a bit of that too like obviously Jai trains at the gym with you and, and that sort of stuff and you're trying to beat him during the week and then I mean ultimately if you wanted to really go sort this out well, I'm sure target you say that it's not necessarily but like I've never really been like that which I'm a pretty on the track dude we're having on the track yeah. days on the track there's been a few times I've taken it off or, or me and another person have but um, you know with Jai it's at the end of the day, if he beats me, he just straight up beats him. Yeah, like yeah. when that happens, it is what it is. You got to give credit where credit's due. As much as it's been off the tongue, yeah, you got to give credit where credit's due. Surprisingly, shoot. like you do, boys do compete against each other, and you did battle a lot this year, mm. and they do train alongside each other, actually yeah. spar each other. Yeah, but you know what? I think the gym. Brings yeah. them together more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they 100%. didn't have that gym, I reckon yeah. they would be arch enemies. Yeah. But because yeah. they spar each other, um, it well, sort you of talk them outside closer. of the track, you know, you yeah. talk about other sort of crap and you might not realize one another person's a wanker or something like that or whatever yeah. it might be, you know. So, yeah, yeah you, you don't have that tension or that whole last time I rode with this dude or last time I rode yeah. with him, slammed me and I'm on it. Yeah. It is what it is. They're both professional and. Well, I mean, it, it's that too. Like I said, you can, if you've got an issue, you take the gym and sort it out. <laughs> That's yeah. the best where, part, yeah. yeah, where most people don't have that. But, I mean, ultimately, too, that, that kind of goes to the respect of it too. Like, I mean, if he really wanted to make it happen, yeah, he could have. And, obviously, he's got he got that respect, um, which mm. is a good thing. But, at the same time, it's not a real great thing for his career because <laughs> he can't respect everyone at no. a point. If you want to win, you know, the the... the the Todds and the, the Ferrises and they don't respect too many people when no, they're on the track but you I know? think it comes down like they have that same understanding between one another of yeah. like it's a business thing it's their yeah. job it's their everything yeah. so it's you know you they gotta, gotta make it happen I think it also comes down to like for me when I race certain people like I'm not gonna go for a cutthroat pass at a cooling club day no I'm no. not Yeah, but you know. when it's a, a race a championship something that's gonna proper mean something to me and actually gonna do something for my yeah. reputation or whatever it is career um, yeah, yeah career um yeah, like you, you throw, throw it in there if, if it need be. Like I'm not sitting here saying I never throw it in on people. Nah. Like, I'm throwing sure, it, throw it in on some people. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening. They're uh, like, oh, fuck, we're about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that 602 oh, in the side of me a few times. What a hypocrite that guy. Is. Uh, <laughs> see, lucky I moved away before that happened. I retired before you could do that to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your obviously your plan this year was to to do MX Nationals, mm. was it? Um, bit of a bummer that that didn't happen mm. this year that's what you were working towards um and no supercross this year which is something that uh, pe- most people probably don't know but you have probably one of the best supercross tracks in your backyard uh that a lot of the boys train at got a good one but even just it's one of many i think yeah. it's literally here in southeast queensland like me and barham yeah know, like there's, a, there's not really many and anyone else that has one. oh there's one that the like jay wilson ride down at gold coast and stuff as well yeah. but it's, it's like it's some about supercross season too the supercross season you make a lot more friends on social media because <laughs> people always ask you come ride but everyone gets super tight-lipped with their tracks like yeah no, not no one ride nothing no yeah it's real short with it yeah now nah, well, so no supercross is a bummer national so is your your plan for 21 to stay on the 450 yeah. and mx national or Pro MX, it's yeah. called now. Yeah. Uh, is that your your plan for twenty one? Hundred percent. Yeah. So I th- with Ricky, he's still torn whether he'll go. He might move up or he might stay down. He still feels like there's a few stones left unturned in the MX two class. Um, so he's still a bit on the fence. But yeah, I'm fully sold on the four fifty. I made my mind up pretty well halfway through last year when I was still halfway through the national season I was just over the little bike and yeah. my weight thing too like yeah, 80 you're kilos a dude. yeah 80 kilos yeah. on a 250 isn't really too it's, ideal it's not competitive <laughs> no it's, it's just it's just always an issue yeah and um 
I like my KFC too much. <laughs> You're going to stay on the yeah. meat pies. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, the 450 was a full winner, and I went to the 450 right before Supercross. So it was really dramatic to go from a 250. Literally, was my would have been my it was my third year doing Supercross, but my second season because I got hurt really early on, like two yeah. weeks into Supercross in 2018. Mm-hmm. Snap my, I broke my leg and my pelvis real bad. So I missed that whole Supercross season. Mm. And um, so, yeah, moving up the 450 right before Supercross, trying to get through that. Yeah. And I got hurt at Wollongong. And I was annoyed because my first two rounds, uh, I just rode terrible. Like, just didn't race, just got around the track. And it was just more... I was always super intimidated by everything. I just yeah. let... At the end of the day, my head beat me and I just didn't go out there and do my job. <laughs> so... Because I got hurt, and then coming in this year, I felt a lot better on the new bike. Yeah, I was, you know, it was going to be another year, another bit more experience again. I've already spent, you know, twelve months on a four fifty, so that's not going to be such an adjustment for Supercross. And yeah. then National and Supercross yeah. getting cancelled, it's like, <laughs> like now I've got to wait another, another eighteen months. Yeah, so it, it pushes that back further because you know I'm really hungry for it, as much as you know Supercross will petrify the crap out of me. Yeah, but I'm hungry to get better at it because last year left a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. For just you know could ride good through the week but no one gives a crap about what you do through yeah. the week you know you got to rock up on race day and actually be get, competitive and put it up there get it done so this year you uh did you make the switch to kdms last year as well no this year this, this year was year. kdm switch yeah, last what, year we am, huh? what what was the i guess reason for switching to kdm <laughs> just struck up a good deal yeah. um there's a few other things we were trying out and because we run our own little team our own little yeah. program and stuff we're like everyone else we're always trying to chase a good deal mm. and nothing against Yamaha they were a great bike we've had an absolute awesome run out of them and the guys always looked after us but just this thing with Raceline come up yep. where they're doing this whole program thing and you basically uh, in a sense like lease a race bike or yep. something. so that was what uh, we went down because it seemed like, seemed like a pretty good deal um, and yeah we just made that switch and well, me and Ricky were kind of keen on a change as well and the big thing was too was the, the KDM 250 is a really strong mm. 250 and as is the, the, the 450 and I just I don't know just for us there's a few little like things we struggled with here and there and we felt like out of a crate the bike's really good yeah. like even the 450 like my bike all this year was stock just out of pipe in an uh, ECU yeah. I didn't even I didn't run race fuel or anything um, and the 250 didn't have a crazy amount of work done either, and the bike was really competitive. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, you you balance up your money side of things. You yeah. know, like you you know, we had a good thing with Yamaha, a good deal, but we were spending a lot of money on yeah and developing the engine and, and things like that, and just yeah, this whole little alternative with Raceline come up, and we just thought we'll give it a go. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah, that was kind of really yeah the nothing reason. real special to that, but nah. yeah, just well, being bargain hunters. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Like the the TLR, mm. you know, uh, Team Latimer Racing is what mm. sure for. So that's your your guys' uh, program. You've been mm. running that for ever. Shoot. Well, my, my yeah. dad, my dad raced um, Speedway for like. Yeah, 24, 25 years. And yeah, he always had that, and then just yeah, when we started racing, we just carried it over, carried it over into yeah. into our bikes. Yeah, so you guys have got that going. You got the KDM, the the um the kit you ran at King of Capricorn, dude. That Castrol KDM, <laughs> I seen that come up on social media. I'm like, that is legit. Like that is yeah. like that's like my era of yeah. like when I was a kid yeah. growing up. Going man, those that like that Castrol KDM team was like yeah, I guess what CDR now here in Australia, yeah. you know, like the pinnacle of racing. 
these teams. Like, they had the big semi yeah. with, like... I think that was Jeff Leesk, was it? Yeah, Leesk, he was Probably, a team yeah. manager. Yeah. And then he had, like... Do, he, I mean, they rotated through. I mean, Ando was there. Like, Craig mm. Anderson was there for years. They used to get Phil Lawrence out from America. They used yeah. to... You know, Lee Hogan won championships yeah, Hogan, for him. Yeah, right for him. Yeah, you know, like, it just was cool. Mm. They, they just had all the top dudes. And then, you know, go outdoors. They'd, get, you know... Dumping that yeah, and that yeah. sort of stuff. These get a big KDM across five, <laughs> five tens or whatever they were. They yeah. just like put some race numbers on them and ride them. <laughs> yeah. Like I just remember those things, and I was like, yeah. dude. And when I seen that kit, and it was like whoever was a, did the graphics, man, they, I, they nailed it. It looks yeah, sick. Got to give all the credit to Matt Silvestro. Uh, yeah, um, Circo. They do all our graphics, and yeah. yeah, man, they do such good quality. And Matt's really good to work with, and Matt kills it every time. Oh, every, yeah. every year we do a kid, he does better and better job. Even we do our breast cancer awareness stuff at Coolum. Like he yeah. just does an awesome job with that stuff, and yeah, luckily enough we have awesome sponsor like ship with Castrol, yeah. and they were really keen to put that kit on for that round and just yeah. in general get one out there for this year because they did it for us or for Ricky at um, the Marvel Supercross last year we ran a full Castrol theme bike down yeah. there but yeah on the on the Kato with the you yeah. know it, yeah, just the it whole worked. retro theme it worked really yeah. good you know just because it yeah like well I think it was the, the 98 kit yeah. or something so yeah, yeah and it just it just all pulled together it, really good if you haven't seen it get over onto uh, Lockie's <laughs> Instagram <laughs> it's up there it's it's legit I, I looked at it I was like man that is so cool as said it just brought back all those memories yeah. of I got more compliments about that than I did my riding over the weekend <laughs> everyone went bike looks good yeah. <laughs> well that's amazing yeah, that, eh? that's right. as long as you look good on the line yeah, you look lo- intimidating that's it that's it alright well um, that's cool to have you guys in studio it's good that people can get to um, obviously understand who you guys are <laughs> um, as I said I was uh, I've always been a fan of of um, sort of watching you this year especially lucky you know being able to see the progression that you've made and and that sort of stuff and it's it's uh it's cool to see um even though you're 23 i was like i thought you're older than that but <laughs> i'm just bald <laughs> it wasn't i'm just, it I'm wasn't just bald that. i got crow's feet i just look old as hell it wasn't that it was more the uh it was more the um i know you've just been around racing for so long <laughs> yeah. you just forget like yeah. we, we start at 16 in seniors yeah. like it's um you know you've been around that long but it's it's yeah been it's, around been a few places been able to travel a little bit so yeah seen a few things mate <laughs> yeah no that's it i'm ready for the vets class i reckon yeah. <laughs> i look forward to that day so much when i can race the vets you're fake id you wouldn't even have to be fake <laughs> they wouldn't even ask for it no they wouldn't even they'd be like oh yeah yeah, yeah go on log yeah. um man you got longer together than i do i'm counting down <laughs> i mean I'm one more year and i'm in the 30 which we don't have a vets 30 over here except for king capricorn that's yeah. what i'm stoked about with that, that nationals they do a 30 i think they used to do once yeah, I remember, I I remember bleeding it in it. more and more I think I it's, it's going to take off yeah it's 25 so. another 10 years you know, <laughs> nah. 25 in the vets <laughs> they can't they can't make it 30 though because as I said all the fucking fast guys now are, they'll be just using that as a warm up hey race. they all need prize money like yeah. it's been tough times so yeah they'll race it it's rough no I, I um, yeah I want to go to American race the world vets and yeah. 30 plus and hell then, yeah and then yeah I've been counting down like even the guy go over there and write Michael Essie oh yeah, yeah. go on yeah <laughs> I, mean, I mean even here like I go to a club day and I'm like I just want to ride vets like I don't <laughs> want to race against the kids like mm. you know they're just yeah I mean I, I 
don't do enough racing yeah. and riding anymore. Um, I, I go in both. I usually go in the MX1 yeah. Clubman and then the Vets. Yeah. But, yeah, when I line up with the MX1 Clubman, saying, like, you're a little bit older now, and I just, like, I'll deliberately line up wide yeah. in that race. Stay and just, out. Yeah. Just yeah. Safe. Well, that's what I mean. I do that. I, like, I just get, like, I'm, like, I just get a gate, and I know I can start. So I'm, like, all right, I'm just going to start, and then I'm just going to, like, hold everyone <laughs> Just and and I do out and ride a real wide bike. <laughs> I do. I had. I. I was listening uh, to a couple of the young fellas there. At the last club. I missed the one that happened the other day. I thought it was going to piss down and draw his bone there, but the one before that. And I was like, I remember the first moto. I, just, I was like holding these kids up, and then they finally got past me. And then I heard him in the shoot before moto two, and they're whinging. They're like, oh, I was getting held up by this old oh, guy. Really? And I was like, <laughs> fuck. I'm like, well, you punk should be get past yeah, me, but yeah. you can't pass me. I'm That's just it. same thing. Just yeah. like you. Using all the good lines, yeah. taking my time, and they couldn't. And, like, and I just forget that all the time too. As a kid, like like, like I said, I was never anything that I think fast as a junior. Yeah. But if I was able to beat someone, they'd be like, "Man, you held me up the whole time. You got my way." It's like, well, man, if you're so good, just go by me. Yeah, go around like, me. It's simple. <laughs> nah, I mean, that, and then that's the fun, right? That's the little bit of fun I get. I get the starts, and then I, had to, you know, a lot of people know that I can start. And then the club day was the one that Gibbsy went to, and they're like, yeah. "Oh, you're gonna beat Gibbsy? I'm like, "Dude, if I beat that factory Yamaha to the first corner, that's a win." Dak is going to need, need to like rethink his whole program because I'm like, this is a 16 KXF 450 <laughs> bog stock with a brand new piston in it. It shouldn't beat him to the first corner. <laughs> but I got close. He went in there sideways trying to beat me in there because really? I, I was like, I went, bro. And then I went, I heard him break and I went, bro. And then he yeah. went, bro. And then he just went full sideways because he tried to like steer in. And yeah. I was like, gotcha. Had a back big blue in there. <laughs> he, he, st- he still beat me, but. Yeah. Claim, still claimed to fame. I'd, I'd claim that. Yeah, 100%. I, I do whatever I got to do, eh? That's it. Um, cool. All right. Well, let's um, move on to a couple of things that have happened this week uh, in the sport of Supercross in America. Um, now, Ty, you're the, you're the boxing guy, so I don't expect you to have all the knowledge on this stuff, <laughs> but you... Um, don't expect too much from me either. <laughs> no, that's I all can't right. read. You, <laughs> I mean, you have you have um, Brayton come right to your house here in Australia when he does Supercross over here, so you have a little bit of connection to these guys. Um, Mm-hmm. and, and uh, talk to a lot of the guys. But um, just a couple of things. Um, Malcolm Stewart, Mookie, signed for star. Yeah. Um, what What's your opinion on that, Lockie? Like, what do you think about him switching from the Honda to the Yamaha and, you know, obviously Star's now the factory Yamaha team on the 450? I think it's, um, I mean, it's, the team he was on, Moto Concepts, he was riding really good with there, yeah. but it's like, I think him now being back to a fully factory team, yeah. he's going to now get back to them factory accessories, like yeah. when you need a test and change certain things, he's going to be able to have that fully 110% hands-on stuff. Yeah. When you're on that satellite team, you, that's the little things you kind of got to suck up and miss out on. Yeah. So I think it's good. Obviously, um, obviously, you know, all them guys are smart. They wouldn't sign them sort of deals if they if they wasn't yeah. going to be benefiting them in some way. Well, so, I mean, the biggest thing is he gets to wear his seven gear. That's it, Which yeah. has been... That's the, a massive thing for them. And yeah, it's th- been a big topic of why he gets to carry, And that's a big thing in the States when a lot of dudes get to carry their own sponsors to a team. Yeah. It's it's such a huge thing for them because they have such a strong relationship with them all, you know, especially what Malcolm does with seven being, you know... Yeah, his brother's, his brother's yeah. line and that, you know. It'd be weird seeing him rock up and instead of, you know, yeah. four gear or something like that. But you can't, you, but you can't imagine to see his no, brother paying him no. a lot of money though to be wearing the gear <laughs> I think it's like a love job but well, surely I mean yeah uh, it, I mean he could have just done it too for the uh, monster claw on the helmet I've heard of like uh, I heard of like this is I'm not going to list names but I remember being in the states riding at club and one of the boys were telling us that one of these riders signed 
in particular with a certain team just so they could have the monster claw. Uh-huh, and, and like, as soon as he had it, he wore the hat, wore the singlet, wore the socks, everywhere uh-huh. he went. He was just, he was in the bio straight away. Like, just was more about that, like, really like that image. Yeah, the like, mon- monster athlete. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh-huh. I'd do it too if I could get a monster <laughs> claw. Yeah, 10 horsepower to your bike, I swear. Oh, especially those those uh, star Yamaha 250 bikes. <laughs> Dude, uh, they even 250s? <laughs> uh, they're ridiculous, hey. Uh, they are. That's the only, two, that's the only way I'd get back to a 250 is if I got to ride a star Yamaha. Yeah. I think I'd consider it. Do you, do you reckon that? <laughs> do you reckon that now Star with the 450 going to make that 450 better? Because obviously, surely we, we talked about factory Yamaha and mm. Barsha's struggle and everything. We talked yeah. about them on a podcast. Like you as being a racer, do you think that that they can transfer a lot of the 250 information and beef it up a bit more for the 450? I think in a sense, it's it's maybe more 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 expansion like they have more options to pull from when it's just a 450 team yeah I think you only have like such a smaller yeah. pool you can pull so much out of yeah you know maybe having a few different 250 guys and a few little things yeah you can pull little bits of data yeah. here and there so yeah I, I think it can benefit I don't think it's going to like overcrowd the team in a set in a, in a sense you know like I don't think them being a 250 450 thing it's going to be an issue like some people have kind of thought like some people think oh you need just a 250 team and just a 450 team but yeah. look at you look at the teams in, in Europe and stuff like there's 250 and 450 guys on there like yeah. you look at the Euro guys um, the Monster Engine Yamaha team over there they're killing it yeah. like, like they got good riders on, and they're all on the same both. track you yeah. know well I mean they're going to have two semis it'll be 450 and mm. two because I think they're buying the, the Yamaha semi off yeah. Yamaha and you know that sort of stuff but dude that star Yamaha team has like they have three 450 Mookie's are only a only a 450 Supercross deal so he's not racing outdoors for them but they've got three 450s and then they've got seven 250 riders yeah right dude it's like it's ridiculous (laughs) like you said I guess when you win some championships the money must have to go back through their teams eh they're proving something that monster money's good yeah someone's killing it Mm. um uh, MCR Honda. So on last show we talked about um, uh, Benny Bloss, uh, McElrath, Shane McElrath, and Savachi testing that bike. Yeah. Um, word out today is today Saturday. Um, Bloss and McElrath have signed, and yeah. Savachi's not. So it'll be oh, it was Benny Bloss, not Benny Chris. Bloss. I was nah, thinking it was Chris. Nah, oh, I think Chris is, Sorry. Yeah, but he's yeah. riding for um, AGE. AGE Gas, Gas Monkey. Yes, yeah. that's right. Gas yep. Gas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. The yeah, Gas they're going to Gas Gas. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've obviously. Um, four rider team for them so mm. Bloss, McElrath um, Hill and Freezy on the MCR so they've added an extra bike um, that's very interesting that they passed on Savachi like I mean if I'm guessing that money wasn't equal in this sense yeah because uh, if you had if it was equal money for Bloss, McElrath and Savachi you would pick Savachi <laughs> Savachi's got a lot to his name. Like, yeah. he's a proven rider. He's good. Yeah. Even he missed out on a bunch this year. But, yeah. you know, with the very first race he did back for the outdoors, he, like, whole shot and oh. ran it up there, you know? Well, like, well, even you did go back to his Cowie when he actually, yeah. the Cowie year when he actually yeah. rode Supercross. Like, he had, he had a good year. Yeah. He had a really good year. He put it up there plenty. Like, he was yeah. a good second rider at Tomac for sure. And, like, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, him, you know, JGR doing their own thing, obviously. But, yeah, if I was in a position of, like, you know, I yeah. guess MCR or whatever, you know, like yeah. 
Yeah, I'd probably pick Savage just over. I think he'd deliver more. But yeah, like you said, it probably comes down to that whole political money sense of things. Yeah, right? like such and such probably wouldn't want to sign for that much. And yeah, Joey's got that. his just one gear deal yeah, as exactly. well. Which, He's got his own people and yeah, which I'm guessing that Blossom and Calrath are coming with no gear deal, yeah. so they'll wear the out, wear whatever is, it is. Yeah, the team yeah. deal. So uh, very interesting, but good to see MCR running a four rider team. Yeah, hundred percent. They're 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 a really solid team now. Like yeah. the last. Even well, probably even a little bit before uh, Brayton first rode from so what four years ago, five years ago, or something like that. You know, like, they've come leaps and bounds. Oh, they had their know? issues at the start when it was Alessi, and, and they had three different bikes under yeah. there, Suzuki's and Hondas, and they didn't yeah. seem like they didn't even know what the hell they were rocking up with each weekend. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I honestly believe that when Justin went over there, Brayton went over there, he really helped them progress sort of, and, yeah. and structure, the, structure team the team and everything like that. Because like once he went over there, the professionals of the team went up. Mm. He obviously won them that race at Daytona, you know, which was their first Supercross mm. main event win, and I think Justin's as well. Yeah. Um. So like, he's still he's the oldest guy, I think, still to, to win actually a win a Supercross. Super yeah. yeah. So I mean, all that stuff. Like he brought a lot of that with him, mm. and and um, you obviously see why like, he built himself up there, and then went and you know rode factory Honda yeah. last year. And, uh, and, well, this year, should I say? Well, it's so. even like um, you know, everyone has like because Tony unless he's like one of like the team managers or mm. co-owners or something like that with the team yeah. and <clears throat> a lot of people have like a certain perspective on how they look at Tony yeah. you know because everyone's seen the moto inside yeah. the outdoor <laughs> stuff and, and going off at Mike and stuff and it was actually yeah. funny because you know I had that same sort of thought on the guy too I thought he was just a, another yeah. crazy 50 dad right yeah and it was Justin that kind of told us you know like he's one of the fallout night like yeah. nicest blokes you'll ever meet do anything for you yeah. you know it was Mike that was issued sometimes and how their amateur career was like that he fully put everything into the kids and yeah. it was literally the whole if you don't go out there and win and get the prize yeah. money for winning we won't eat, get groceries yeah, this week yeah. so it was a lot of always pressure on, on Mike yeah. and Jeff and that but um, yeah you know I think by Justin coming over to the team um People saw, oh, even someone as because yeah. Justin's a real mature guy yeah. and he's a good good name in the sport. I think <clears throat> by people seeing him willing to go to over. go over there, yeah. and then him, you know, like yeah, like we said, you know, he kind of gave a good structure to the to the yeah. team and that program. And just I guess I don't know, I don't know if it took a different image away from the team, but it just seemed to make it progress. Well, I mean, a ton and, more. and he he obviously Justin has a deal with with factory Honda, so yeah. obviously he brought a lot of factory Honda stuff in there, which yeah. helped progress their bike well, along. It happened for him too, because it was right before uh, his first year here, he was with um, BDO KDM, mm. and he was done, yeah, I think he had a little injury or something, he wasn't racing the outdoors, it was halfway through the outdoors, and he had to pull out, and Uribe, uh messaged him and said about the Supercross, yeah. and then he come over and race the Supercross, and then he always liked, like he's always been a Honda fan, he's always loved Hondas all his life, yeah. and like his dream team's HRC, and um, when he got with Honda, obviously he liked the bike again. He just wanted to stick with them, and Moto Concept was there. And <clears throat> I think he saw himself. That's a team he could structure himself yeah. and structure his program really around. You know, there are some teams out there where it's very their way this or the is, highway. Yeah, this is how you we know. want it. Yeah. So it, and, you know, if you don't like it, stiff shit sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, and obviously Brayton's, you know, went to factory Honda. Looks like he's signing with Uribe and Penrite, mm. uh, having a 450 team over yep. there with Cloudy on the 450 as well, which is... That would be uh, good. Cloudy, were, like, we're riding good. Oh, dude, I I mean... For he rode all, the 250 good, but he'll, he'll kill it on the 450. Yeah. He'll be good. For all the, for all the stuff that goes on about Uribe and stuff, mm. man, he's got a big set of kahunas to, to take... 
an Australian sponsor because Penrose Australian oil brand mm. take them to America, America and and fork and invest I'm not going to say fork out I'm going to say invest <laughs> yeah. all this money into putting a team together over there and it looks like Honda are trying to help support it a yeah. little bit now this year as well uh, which again I guess has probably come with Brayton if he's mm. going to come across but I mean it just goes to show with the guy that has a bit of oh, people give you Reeve a lot of slack and yeah there's some things he's done probably in the sport that some people won't agree on but one thing that Justin's always you know accredited him for and even myself he is just passionate mm. he's 100% yeah. just loves the sport yeah. just loves everything about it and like for me I think for like a team manager standpoint like what more do you want yeah. you're like yeah, the guy wants you to win wants you to do good and, and represent your sponsors in that well but the dude's professional but he's just so yeah. invested in it and he's it's really he's a real emotional guy like I've yeah. been around him like I was around them years when Justin won the Supercross Championships and then yeah. we were there with the team doing the photo shoots getting to wear the jerseys because we got to work with yeah. obviously Justin and man we'd see the guy and he'd be in tears like yeah. he was just he was so emotional to it <laughs> and superstitious superstitious with stuff like yeah. remember at uh, the Jim Boomba round when it was a mutter and he come over to chuck us some um, shirts to put on after the race and he's like don't put them on now don't even look at them because give us bad luck and <laughs> just fall into my mum my mum's like my mum or me and my mum or my whole well my brother and mum and me we're all real superstitious as well and we're like oh we won't be it's all good <laughs> yeah we're not going to look at it watch it watch it that's a go so yeah I mean that's a little bit of stuff so far for, for this week that's come mm. out um, dude I'm, I'm so stoked to have Supercross back here in a few oh. it's, it's a couple it's still a month and a bit away but man I, like it's bad like motocross only finished like what three weeks ago yeah. four weeks ago but I'm already like let's get supercross on. Like, <laughs> there's like almost three races in the first week isn't it? yeah so schedule coming out so we've got Houston's gonna be round one which Houston's a pretty awesome stadium big, stadium. big dome too I yeah think, all, enclosed. all enclosed and that red dirt they seem yeah. to get a Houston like man so we got three rounds there to be the first round will be the 16th of uh, January mm-hmm. Saturday 16th of January then Tuesday the 19th and then Saturday the 23rd so we're going to like a three in one week sort of setup, which I mean I'm man, they're like NBA with. players now oh, playing man. three games in one week I reckon whoever know. goes puts in the work in the off season I know they're all pros but whoever comes in better prepared like that's going to help with that sort of format I, I think I I agree but at the same time like as a lot of these guys said and especially at Salt Lake we don't have to train as much. Like these guys train so much during a week and ride yeah. so much during a week. They're like, we don't have to ride as much during a week because we just got to recover yeah. for the next race. So, yeah, yeah but, but their pre-season, yeah. which has been cut short because yeah. motocross ran so long. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're 100% yeah, it's like, right. Like, like a fight, you want to have all the hard work done. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be training hard all, no. the, the week of the big race no. or the week, week of the fight. But the first thing you hear of them is when they get the first round, oh, the bike's a little bit off, and that's <laughs> why they want to go test it. Yeah. They're not going to have time but to really like, test. Yeah, the thing is, too, this is, well, if you don't count this year, but this is the first time this has ever happened <laughs> for the Supercross. Yeah. So there's going to be a ton of trial and error from a lot of oh. riders and teams on how they think, oh, this is what I'm going to, from basic program, from yeah. how they eat through the week to train, like, oh, this is how I'm going to do it because yeah. it's what works for me and then they might get eight rounds in and go they're fully fatigued or exhausted they don't get their recovery like yeah. they thought and they have to do a full 360 yeah. on their program I think there's going to yeah, be a lot be of tough, but yeah there's going to be a lot of random little things that probably normally go under the radar through the week that are really going to show the heads you know yeah. from little injuries yeah, like that's, we right. that's what I mean like whoever can like get it all dialed in mm. before mm. It will come out on Trump's arrogance. And, and, mm. and that was the other thing we were sort of chatting here before we started the podcast. And, um, yeah, like, you know, it, you know, 
Indianapolis is going to be round. Well, it's going to be the second stop of the series, but if you're yeah. round five or four round, by round that four. time, four and five, so there's a double header there, and then Glendale after that will be another three. Mm. Um, like we were saying, like if you pick up an injury, you don't have a week to recover. You got no. three more. You got two more races that week. Mm. So like you, it's going to be a very, as you said you know, figuring out your program, but it's also going to be like the consistency is going to win because if you do pick up that little injury that you think, oh, I've got a week to kind of get myself right, you don't. You've yeah, got it's gonna hurt two days yeah. to get back onto the track and race again. Then another yeah, three quarter days. Quarter zone shots will be pumping. They'll be, uh-huh. They get the good shit. They, don't even, get, yeah, <laughs> they don't even get the quarter zone. They get that numb straight into it. Um, so, yeah, Glendale. Then we've got Daytona. will be just one round like it always is there on the, on the track, uh, on the infield there of the speedway track uh, and then Arlington will be another triple header um, and then there's four rounds missing that are TBA yeah. mm. um, which uh, I listened to the um, uh, the zoo meeting that uh, Feld Entertainment put on mm-hmm. uh, and they're obviously they're leaving it open because they would like to try and go to California because there's no California yeah, there's no rounds California there rounds um, I mean you got Arizona's Glendale, which because is they're even starting with the East Coast, like they're starting in Texas. But yeah, they're, they're not even going. Oh, Texas is round one, but we're going to run the West Coast. Nah, they're right, first. It's just straight up. Yeah, East Coast so it's going to go. Yeah, so it's going to yeah. go three East, and then yeah, they're still trying to like Glendale, Arizona. They got to try and West. get home back. Sure. Yeah, so I think that that's what they were saying. Like they they said it without saying it because mm. all of the you know media, the American media, got to be in on the Zoom call. Yeah, uh, that was one of my goals one day to be in that call as well. <laughs> um, but they got to ask all the questions and and that were asking that like are we is the plan to go to anaheim mm-hmm. and they're like well it kind of depends on where we're at yeah like if california gonna let us in because california is one of the worst states at the moment yeah, with the coronavirus you know they're like I mean, that's where so many teams are too and so many massive sponsors like all based in yeah. california from monster and all that like energy drinks and yeah. all that like they're in like so yeah they, they want to keep that we are finishing uh, i should say there's only three rounds tba the final round is going to be at Salt Lake City yeah. at Utah again, um, but they Which haven't sucks. set the they date. Got, they, I don't wish they like left Vegas the last round because it's yeah. like I'm like I'm no I shouldn't say I'm traditional, but yeah. Anaheim for me has always been round one and Vegas has always been the finale. Yeah. I feel like when they like for last year if it all went to plan like it was supposed to, it was supposed to be Vegas and then Utah. Yeah, and it was like <sighs> it just felt so weird. Yeah, yeah, Utah lost the show. But I mean, they apparently they forked a lot of money Supercross's way to that's, have the that's finale, true. I didn't hear that. which is I mean at the end of the day money talks doesn't it we, we would all That's do that it. for somebody um so yeah so salt lake city so there'll be three rounds vacant which i guess they'll try and put in california they haven't announced if there's any triple crowns uh which they were sort of waiting for the schedule and they haven't announced any shootouts you know, yeah. east west shootouts yeah or showdowns they call showdowns them. yeah um so they haven't announced any of that until they actually get the final schedule they reckon that we should have the final schedule before or around about when we go racing for round one so it's still the full what seventeen rounds? Uh, yeah, eighteen. Oh, eighteen. Are they eighteen rounds? Yeah, eighteen. Seven rounds. 18. One of the two. Yeah, I think they're eighteen <laughs> rounds of Supercross. So yeah, it's right. a full. Yeah, that's full on over that amount of yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if they made every round a triple crown, like the unpredictability in, oh, in trying to pick the championship. Like all the guys that do the super, Supercross like tips, uh, you'd be screwed. Well, that, that <laughs> you wouldn't know what to pick. Well, that was one thing actually. I, was, I forgot to talk to uh, Nick about that we had on last show. Like he's, you know, he's really into this stuff, and I was like, man, I was going to ask him about fan. Fantasy. I want to play <laughs> Supercross Fantasy, but the pulp one, the actual like really yeah. intense one where you got to actually work out scores and shit. Um, 
but yeah, but I'm looking at the schedule and I'm like, imagine putting like Glendale. You got three races at Glendale in a week, and you put a triple crown in one of those. Yeah. Like f- that's so much racing oh, in, in a week. So you got to imagine. From a fan perspective, it'd be sick. Like it just would be hectic. I I mean, I'm still for a race. You'd hate it. I'd I'd hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on the fence with them. What do you think? Like triple crown. Like you guys both watching. You both fans of Supercross. <laughs> what are your you know what's your perception of a triple crown? <laughs> well, we both have opposite views. Like for me, like even even in the like racing here in Australia when we do back to backs or the short motos, like yeah. as a racer, I hate it for the same reason why you would because it's drama. Yeah, yeah, you don't get a break, so it's not really necessarily even that. It's just this the unpredictability of it all yeah you know it's just hectic it's chaos anyone can pin it for the three or four laps and it's kind of yeah. like that with the supercross like i don't know if i was racing triple crowns i'd be like yeah and i've done uh, a couple you're just like <sighs> like you just it's so intense the Two whole time starts. it is right <laughs> and um but as a fan like it's so entertaining yeah like, so it's I'm, it's a full catch 22 for me as a racer i don't really like it but as a yeah. spectator i think it's just it's sick yeah you know yeah, what about you, Ty? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it, I reckon, yeah. because, like, you could come fourth or third in that yeah. last race but still win the overall. Yeah. It doesn't have that same sort of feel yeah. or that effect. Yeah. So if I won the overall like that, I'd have the same yeah. effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the check still cashes. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. Like, I'm, I, I mean, when they work out the way that you want them to work out where it comes down to the final moto and whoever wins that mm. wins the, the overall, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, when you get them winning, like, two motos and then all they got to do is run fourth in yeah. the second one or the third one, you're just like, uh, boring. just boring. They're yeah. just riding around to get their paycheck and you're yeah. like, yep. you can see it, why? But, I mean, it, that is where the Triple Crowns get boring. Mm. Where When it works out the way it's supposed to, which is how they've designed it, is to be interesting all the way to the final moto, you're like, mm. this well, is sick. One but. thing that was neat about that King of Capricorn race was for that feature where we did the five... The th- uh, five three lap races. Oh, can I just touch was on that? I actually qualified for that King of Capricorn. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Hey, eh? I was lining up and I was like, "Is my name going to get called?" And I was like, "The second last to qualify." And like, you're, 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 you're in me way because they they gave like a um, handicap, like whoever qualified last got first gate pick. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. So they've called me out, and I'm on my little 150. I was like, "Make, make way, boys! Like, get, get out of the way, of Yamaha." And, uh, so, funny so ass. you got your Capricorn thing to your name. He's got the almost whole shot and gives it. Yeah. But that's what I was about to touch. John, that we had the the handicap yeah. um, start thing, so fastest qualifier got last gate pick, and yeah. it's like I don't think you could really do that for like professional racing as far as like a supercross and stuff because so much money goes into it to have that much drama maybe go on. Yeah, but I mean, it is exciting and it does make it very chaotic. Yeah, and I think for like certain one-off races, I think it's, it's yeah. kind of cool for something different. Even if like the Monster Cup. Yeah. It was like that, you know? Yeah. As long as there was still, people weren't purposely sabotaging their laps, like, you know, still have like a prize where, oh, if you top qualify, you yeah. get this or X amount yeah. of money. So it's still someone where someone wants to go, hell yeah, like I want to get fastest qualifier. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, everyone would probably cruise around second gear and just knock it on the yeah. head. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that's been talked about a lot and I've chatted personally with people is like, I think there needs to be, you know, like Monster Cup. You get a hundred grand if you win the overall, mm. but you get a million dollars if you win all three races. Yeah. Like if you, you know, money or extra points in a championship for these triple clowns, it's like, right, if you win all three motos, little bonus point thing. You get, something. yeah, you get a bonus mm. like five points or something like that. Imagine the, the difference in a championship and imagine how good those last races will be when you got a guy that's like, you know, let's say in the 250 class last year or this year, should I say, like, Ferrandis goes 1 1. I think he did a 1 1 3. I think mm. he did exactly that this year in a triple crown um 
early on. I mean, it might have been him. I can't remember now. Anyway, but imagine if he said he got five extra points and he gets like a third place start. Imagine like the yeah. effort you would see him go oh, into. Oh, that's like Formula One. Yeah. If you get the fastest lap and you're in the top 10, you get an extra point. Yeah. So for the drivers, the last lap, like half of them check up. If there's a guy normally in second or third and they have 20 seconds to the next guy and 20 seconds to the guy behind them, yeah. they'll go and put a set of super softs on and yeah. they go and just try and get that extra, that point. one hot yeah. lap, put the car in party mode yeah. and get the, the fastest lap just for that one extra point. Yeah. And that's a billion dollar sport oh, yeah. and they're going for one extra championship <laughs> point. You yeah. know, like, but it, it like, and that's what I mean. Like you're saying, if there's a triple crown, it's like, yeah, you win all three, you get an extra 10 points or yeah. something like that. Because, like, everyone yeah. knows how much a point matters. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd make it definitely more intense. And like yeah. you said, it wouldn't be people just cruising around going, oh, just yeah. yeah, I'll just, yeah, I'm yeah. going to get third yeah, overall. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can we can sit here and talk about it, but we aren't in any position to make those decisions. <laughs> um, but hopefully, somebody of Someone might listen to us, mate. You don't know. Someone may know. listen. One day, you guys listen, <laughs> and now look at you. You're sitting here in studio. Um, <laughs> all right. We've done we're just about to knock over the hour mark, so you guys have nailed your first podcast. But... Let's talk about the real reason why we're all sitting in studio here this afternoon. <laughs> um, Do you want me to announce it? <laughs> the listeners of the show would uh, would have, as you brought up early on, you sent in a thing and said, "Hey, you and you and Rob should fight." There's a big weight difference between Rob and myself, and Rob is a, a lover, not a fighter. As and currently said, crippled. As he said, yeah. As he said, plus he just had a knee recur, so it was never going to work anyway. <laughs> but me and my wisdom, and I'm 100% honest and had zero cans this night when I said this out loud on the podcast, said if you threw one of your uh, motocross riders that you trained, I'd fight him. You did. So, why are you here tonight, Ty? <laughs> well, um, yeah, a few people might have already got wind of it, but basically, um, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in the red corner, we have Lockie the Lunatic, Latimer, <laughs> and his opponent in the blue corner, we have Trent the Maniac, Maya. <laughs> These two boys are going to show down on my, um, on my next show, 28th of November, and um, yeah, I've got to take my hat off to you. Trent, um, putting your hand up, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, uh, you know, it's it's been uh, one thing that I, I don't regret. I, I won't say that, but I was like, early on, I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Reality <laughs> hit in. What the hell did I do? So, yeah, yeah 28th of November, um, where is it going to be located at? So, it's actually at my gym. That's where I've been doing the last few tournaments, yep. which is in Kabulcha, 24-hour drum road, Kabulcha. Yep. Uh, that's on Saturday, the 28th of November. Yeah, cool. So... <sighs> Lockie and myself will be facing off uh, in the ring. Uh, something pretty cool. Uh, Lockie, you've had a couple of uh, amateur fights when you were, were younger, from what I've heard. Yeah. No, yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. Like, when I was about, from when I was 10 to 13, I had, I had like 14 or 12 or 14 fights, something like that. Yeah. Had a couple, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, I've, I don't I, really throw that around the, no, at, the, at the pub anymore. But I don't really. No, it's, well, not, it's not something I still carry. Myself <laughs> Over ten with. years ago, yeah. well, how, how heavy were you then? Yeah. Uh, Thirty-eight kilos uh, and forty-two turn, was my heaviest. T- turn the number around, and we <laughs> yeah. got us. Um, and I've obviously I did Muay Thai and MMA, and and I had I had two amateur fights. You did have some fights, in yeah. There? I had yep. two. I had two amateur fights, um, and then got convinced that someone would pay for me to go racing again. And I thought this is a bit easier to go yeah. racing. I got no one. 
better. Yeah. Um, well, it, it is, and we we're talking before how the sports mm. are so similar. Mm. But um, I got to admit, like, because I've done them both too, boxing is that next level. Yeah, like with obviously, um, you know, you. you Depending on what level you're at, but you can yeah. still eat a little bit of shit. You can't, you yeah. don't have to make weight with motocross. Yeah, you know, that's right. Beers with your mates. So, um, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, hats off to you. Yeah. Um, because you are a little bit heavier, yeah? Yeah. So, so uh, COVID hit and I was working from home and I was training a shit ton. Yeah. Uh, and then I got put back out on my old job. Uh, I got put back out on the road early. Okay. Uh, and had to had to look after an area that was double the one I was before. So it became, for me, having all this time to having zero time, probably the reason why I quit working there and yep. changed jobs. But I was like, so <laughs> in my heaviest, I was 93 kilos. Yeah, right. Uh, when I weighed in the other day, up at your gym um, I was 89 yeah uh, we're fighting at 83 and I'm sitting yep. at 85 now yep. so yeah I've lost doing it easy <laughs> and I'm being kind to say match it match up at 83 yeah that's it because right. uh, Lockie's sort of walking around fit at, at 80 and he could probably get down a bit more but um, yeah. but you know in saying that like age weight and experience isn't always yeah the the end all and tells all yeah um, and that's one thing I do pride myself on is um, I've been doing this is I call my tournaments pound per pound. Yeah. And this is pound per pound 36. Yeah. Um, so one thing I do pride myself on is even match. Yeah. Um, you know, no one wants to see a mismatch, and I don't want to see that either. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... I think it's going to even out for a really, really, really good little tussle. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I've yeah, so I've I've what to drop five, four, four kilos so far, and uh, yeah, the first couple of weeks where where I was <laughs> I was cursing you a little bit, and it was <laughs> and it was funny because we we this has been in the pipeline for about a month, yeah, yeah. over a month now, uh, but didn't really become a reality till last week. Yep. Uh, where we actually I went up to your gym, I sparred with Lockie, and we kind of got to see where we're at. Yep. Um, I was kind of like shit. I've done that in a while, yeah. um, but then I like yeah, I, I got home and ramped up the training, and I yep. was I was kind of eating healthy, but I wasn't, and then I really, yep. so it's coming off um, slowly. It, but even, even though you've got to drop the weight, I think it's an advantage for you in a way because yeah. you've got to be more disciplined. Yeah, you know, Lockie doesn't have to make weight. No, nah, when and, he sends a picture drinking a beer, and I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, we're on this little group chat, <laughs> like that? And Lockie's like, oh, I'll bring the jam, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and just stirring him up. But in all seriousness, like uh, fighters that I've had before, like a couple of pro guys and that, and we'll, we'll be flying down to Melbourne. Mm. And I'll deliberately say, there's one guy I think it was a catch weight at 93. And I told him it's 91. Mm. Because I wanted him to put in the hard work. Yeah, I didn't want him to like, oh, I can make this weight easy. I'll have a beer here yeah. or a bit of cake or whatever. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we're sitting up the airport. And I'm like, how's your weight going? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I only got about 500 grams to lose. Yeah. You know? And yeah. uh, I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> get it done. <laughs> but if I didn't, like, yeah. yeah. You just get into it. Yeah. So, yeah, you'll have that sort of um, mental edge, I reckon, with that. That extra, so. extra toughness you got to put in, you know, you got to commit. And I hope uh, so. Yeah, I don't I reckon wanna, it'll pay off. It'll, uh, it'll uh, be good. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm marginally confident. Who's but corner you in, Ty? Yeah, like, like, <laughs> he's he's uh, <sighs> he's hey, he's gonna keep me going to get there. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> isn't Robbie meant to be feeding you beer cans or something? Uh, 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 Rob, Robbie's away again this <laughs> week for everyone, obviously. Um, but he's he should be back here soon. But yes, he he's definitely gonna have. They're gonna have to be on ice when we finish this because that's <laughs> yeah. when. You boys showed up before. You're like, "Hey, you going eating your rabbit food?" I'm like, "I'm, I'm kind of on the back end of that now." <laughs> like, I was, uh, yeah, I used to eat healthy all the time and whatever. And yep. 
you know, life gets away. So I'm kind of back on the, yeah, I'm okay, but it's it's kind of how the beers lately is. is uh, so I'm looking forward to that you first cold. Four, four weeks to wait, mate. Four weeks. <laughs> I'm uh, four kilos in four weeks. Uh, I should be, yeah, should be okay. If you, uh, if you don't make it, bring your sauna suit because I'll make you run off that extra I couple need, hundred mate, kilos. the garbage bags. I'm old school, mate. <laughs> Give me some duct tape and a garbage bag. <laughs> I used to do don't stress you. I'll make it. It's all good. But, yeah, so so we're, we're doing this. Um, yeah, November 28. Um, the one thing I said too is I wanted to do it for charity. So Lockie and I both agreed that we were, we want to do like a, a fight for men's mental health. Um, we've both had 100%. buddies and, and people we know that have struggled with, with uh, mental health. We've talked about it on this show, uh, on my Trent Marr show. I did a podcast with Jake Pangeli. If you guys haven't listened to it, go and listen to it. He had a really bad struggle with it. Um, you know, I've had personal friends and, and family going through it. Um, so it is definitely a good cause. Uh, and as I said, I, I I did this a little bit for me, but I also wanted to do it for something. Um, so, Lockie, we're trying to get together some of the, the pro guys here in Australia and some American dudes mm-hmm. um, to send us through some signed jerseys and stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I've already got... Uh, I'm still waiting to hear back with a few other boys, but yep. I know Josh Osby's keen. Yep. He's more than keen to put his hand up. Yep. And I just got a message around a few other local lads around here. In, um, in Australia and yep. I know they'll be more than keen to do it for sure and yeah that's what I mean guys like if you can do it and get behind it it's for a good cause it's something that we all still need to speak up about and really yep. keep keep the ball rolling on it you know it's 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 getting better but yep. you know it's it's still some a topic that people need to talk about you know not, yep. it's not weak to speak no that's right so so we're doing that so what's going to happen is we're trying to get um, you know obviously massive shout out to, to Josh Rosby for obviously committing already mm-hmm. uh, as you said we've both been reaching out trying to get some stuff um, sorted uh, but what we're going to be doing guys is we're going to have a, an eBay um, account set up uh, especially for this uh, we're going to auction off these items on eBay and all the money that we donate are going to go to a men's mental health uh, charity uh, to try and obviously help against the cause and, um, you know, try and um, promote it a little bit through yeah. our little dingy boxing match. Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm all for it too. Yeah. So, like, I'm willing to um, do an auction on the night. So, maybe yeah. after the fight, you know, we can auction off something as yeah. well, you know, do a live auction. So, yep. um, I think it's, it's an awesome thing you boys are doing. So, yeah. I'm all for it. No, perfect. Um, and, um, you know, I've got to obviously thank you, Ty, for that. Like, you know, it's, it's your boxing card, your, your, promotion and um, show. yeah your yeah. show uh, and we're I, just taking it over yeah and I, I said to you I said oh, I want to do this but I wanted to to add this like I, I have a very loyal you know small loyal listener base and um, you know and I, I want to obviously try and grow it too and, and I said I want to I want to do this for a reason as well you know like it and I'll be honest, this has helped me mentally as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming back, you know, as I said, I was working a lot. Um, you know, I was overweight. And for me, I've I've been in a gym since I was mm. 15 years old, yeah. um, training for racing, and, and I love to train, and it helps me. Yeah. Um, being away from it, you know, I was, you know, 
starting to mentally have yeah. issues with different yep. things. So having this has got me back on to, you know, being motivated to yep. do stuff. You know, I'm, I'm working harder for work now and, you know, doing more stuff after hours, yep. you know, spending a lot more time on this podcast yep. and no, that, that's, just that's all really, that stuff. That's really good to hear. And, yeah. um, you know, it's one of my favorite sayings lately is um, exercise is, is the best medicine. And yeah. not, not, not just physically, but mentally. Yes. Yeah, um, 100%. So, no, good on you, mate. No, it's been, it's been good. It's been rough, but it's been good. So, uh, as you said, keep an eye out on my social media pages, Lockie and, and Ty's. Um, There's going to be some fun trash talking yeah, going it's down gonna, now. It's going to be finished. The pot. Now that we've got it out there, the group <laughs> chat messages are going to probably go live uh, so everyone can keep along. Uh, and we're going to be touching on it every week on this show. I'll um, you know, give a bit of an update. Um, you know, There's a couple of other fighters that people will know that are going to be on the card, which we're going to announce coming closer to the event as well. Um, we'll, we'll get you back in, Ty. We'll get you on the phone with the with the uh, other athletes, which are racers as well. So, um, you know, it's it's one of those things where we're trying to cross-promote two sports in one, but there is a lot of, you know, crossover, as we said early on. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to we're gonna have uh, hopefully a lot of, lot of motocross dudes. And if you can't get yourself to the event, um, by all means, get on and, and um, you know, bid on the, the items, um, um, with some of the guys that we're reaching out to, if we can get some, uh, there's going to be some pretty cool stuff that is pretty one-off yeah, uh, that 100%. you're not going to be able to to get. So, um, you know, we're, we're working hard. And as I said, all the proceeds that we gather um, are going straight to that. Um, it's separate to the event. So the event isn't supporting mental health. It's just our fight in general. And, and we're working this in the background. Uh, Ty's has given us an outlet to where we can then, um, you know, stand up and... and uh, have a good platform for it. Have fun. Yeah, have well, fun. It's, it's one way to have fun. It's my, it's my way to have fun. But as I said, Ty, massive, massive thank you to you. As I said, it was kind of thrown out there in a in a tongue in cheek kind of way, and <laughs> uh, I kind of threw it back in the same thing. But it's grown into this, and I think that um, you know, again, probably to you too, Lockie. You know, obviously, I come to tie with the idea and you were the other one I had to fight and you had to agree to it and you've been nothing but supportive since I threw it out here so this is probably going to be the last time I'm going to be nice to you <laughs> after this it's it's trash talk it's on hey, uh, hey, Ty's not allowed to put any more videos on Instagram of me sparring and that now there's yeah. no more no it's more all behind closed doors yeah. Yeah. yeah you can see you want to see me spar it's me in the mirror there <laughs> punching myself I've, in the head I've seen conditioning. you spar, I'm alright yeah you're fine mate <laughs> you're fine just remember it's a long time yeah, yeah. Well, long time between drinks you'll be a lean mean fight machine by then mate I'm sure of it but, but yeah, um, yeah. No, you boys are awesome for doing it um, I've, you know, I've trained a lot of people over the years and a lot of people say they, they will but they never do Yeah, and um, it's quite easy to sit back and stereotype and, and make judgement and yeah. people you know and, and sometimes people go oh did you win that's the first question yeah. they ask yeah. like, to me that's almost rude yeah, these yeah. boys just train their asses off yeah. put, put their balls on the line mm. um, unfortunately you know there is going to be a winner and a loser mm. unless the judges can't split it Yeah, um, but it's one of the sports where you can still fight awesome and lose and win, win the yeah, hearts over all the crowds. Yeah. So it's not all about winning or losing. Like, to me, you guys are winners already. And um, jumping in there, like, hopefully you put on an awesome fight. I can't wait <laughs> no, for it. We plan on it, that's but, for sure. But it is a big deal. Like, yeah, it's, 100%. It's jumping yeah. in there. And then, you know, especially, like, broadcasting it. And, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of people tuning in to watch. So yeah. It adds even more pressure. So, yeah. um, no, hats off to you. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you got, so you're going to have this sort of broadcasting live um, yeah so we'll do a live weigh in that'll be on the day yep um, and then um, 
yeah, um, we don't really do a live stream or anything. Yeah, there'll be heaps of promotional stuff yep. leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all general admission tickets are still available at the door. Yeah. Um, there's a few um, VIP tables still left for yep. sale. They need to be pre-booked. Yeah. Um, and we're in Caboolture right off the um, the the Bruce, Bruce Highway there, yep. the Bribey, Bribey exit. So it's yep. pretty pretty easy. It's to easy. Get yeah. I, as I said, I went up there the other day. Um, it, you know, it's an awesome awesome gym that you got there, and you know, it's it'll make for a good event and. As I said, we'll we'll um yeah we'll be trying to put on a show that's for sure. So if you are interested in coming, as I said, it's two amateur guys just just doing it. But again, it's it, why we're doing it. Um, yeah, you it's know, a bigger cause than just us two yeah, heads getting in there. There'll be, and just, yeah. there'll be about 15, 20 fights on the night too. Yeah. Like I've got um three time one of the young boys I train, Brody's three time national champion. Yeah. Um, so I got some top amateurs fighting. Um, yeah. I've got one of my old pros fighting. Yeah. I've got a couple of tradie fights, like guys that are sort of you know something to tick off their bucket list. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a good mixture of fights, you know. It's different. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be pretty action-packed. Yeah, no, that's for sure. I mean, I, I just the, – the biggest thing I've been thinking about is, like, obviously walking out that adrenaline dump yep. when the music yeah. comes on and you walk to the ring. And I'm like, I remember, like, my my the two fights I ever did, like, the first one was hectic. The second one <laughs> yeah. was was. This might be like all your first one all over again. I, that's what I'm thinking. Like, this yeah. is going to be like the first time. Like, as soon as that music goes on, it's yeah. just going to be like – that that well, dump you, of adrenaline. You've got to pick, like, a, pick a oh. walkout, good walkout song. Yeah, dude. I've, so been, I've already picked mine. I'm I, set. I've been running. <laughs> I'm picking yours for you. Oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. I've been I've been right like uh, me trying to drop weight. I've been running yeah. running every day. Listen to the music. Yeah, dude. And I'm like I've been going Listen through. Listen to like, Eye of the Tiger. Nah, I've been going <laughs> through like '80s music. I've been going yeah. through because I'm a country music dude. And I'm like yeah. I can't. I can, but I can't. And yeah. then I've been going through like whatever works for you. Yeah. Then I've been going through some like uh, red jumpsuit apparatus. <laughs> things like that like yeah. I mean I, I listen to everything like country's my if main thing you got thing. someone that can do a remix for you that would uh, be pretty cool I mean <laughs> J-Dub's one of the dudes out of my podcast he's done all this he could potentially put something together for yeah. me but um, no nah, I've, I've shortlisted and yeah. that's one of the things I was going to ask you once we finish the podcast is where we're going to yeah. be walk out music yeah. and, well we need and to come up with ring names yeah. for you too because I just made oh, up some pretty God. shitty ones yeah. <laughs> but yeah if ring. the listeners have got some good suggestions for some, uh, yeah. some fight names well I might, I might put that up when this show goes live um, I'm going to put up there a, a, yeah, listener question thing, but I'm going to put up like what, what, uh, what fight name do you want to give me? I'm probably going to get some funny responses (laughs) from some mates, but I mean, I, I, um, as I said, I'm, I'm super excited, nervous, but excited. But again, uh, for me, it's, it's doing this for, for a reason. Mm. Um, one, you know, two reasons. One is obviously for the, for the um, men's mental health, but two for my own mental health, you know, and, and oh, to get I, myself back. Even like I was saying to um, Ty just the other week, like because especially with season, like the season being gone for motocross, mm. like man, I'd, if I didn't have this fight to be training for yeah. in the in the in the late November, yeah, man, I like don't know what I'd be doing. I'd That's be probably right. just smashing beer cans and God knows what. I'd yeah, probably keep going my gambling addiction I got going <laughs> on right now. But you know, it's 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 been good for me too because yeah, it's keeping me fully occupied and yeah. You know, for me, I love this sport. I'm I'm passionate about boxing. I've always been a fan of it. Yeah. It's always been a second love for me. Um, so, yeah, to be able to get back in the ring and, and to do it again is going to be cool. But, yeah, yeah. Like, like we were just saying, you know, like something to keep you ticking over for yeah. a bit, eh? Yeah. Okay. As I said, for me, it gave me something to look for. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, hopefully it kicks that 
your career and <laughs> I can drop back into the well, uh, okay. well, if he starts fold. winning races he, he can thank you yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah when yeah when you win next year I'll just be like remember that guy that got you going through the off season put his balls I dedicate in. this win to Trent yeah. Yeah. is that a sticker on the helmet yeah sticker deal sticker deal it's sitting right next to your hand there you there put you a sticker go. deal on um, nah I mean the only other thing is there's like a, obviously a little age gap between us too which is which is kind of firing me up so keep that I'm older than you no you're not <laughs> no you're not I, I was like I was like oh, I'm still older than you but I can't be much but now I know you're 23 I'm like yeah I'm, yeah, I'm well fresh, fresh 23 I, to, I told my I told my mum and she's like do you realise you're nearly 30 I was like yeah. I, I didn't so? turn pro till I was twenty nine. Yeah, yeah. I'm You'll like, right. yeah. I'm like, dude. Fighters are like the best fighters are the older ones. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. So I now you're trash talking me to your mum. Yeah. God. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I've been ready. I've been waiting for this day. We've been trying to get this together for a while. So, <laughs> so anyway, guys, November twenty eighth. Um, if they want to get on the VIP tables, how do they get in touch with you for that? Yeah, just contact me. You can find my um, email or phone number all over Facebook and my Instagram page, yep. Guillotine Boxing Club. Yep. Um, yeah, just get in contact with me. Yeah, for sure. So hopefully you guys can come in, um, support the whole whole event. Um, you know, obviously the listener of this show probably don't know too many of the other guys, but I'll know, uh, know a few. They'll know writers, a few. Yeah. As I said, we we got some more stuff that we're going to announce here and, and let you do that as as we get closer to the event. Um, but definitely get yourselves involved with this. Uh, and if you don't want to come to the event, please get involved with obviously supporting um, the eBay auctions that we're going to be having and and making. Um, um, making enough money off that that we can hopefully um, make a little bit of a difference and, and hopefully help some people out there that are struggling uh, mm-hmm. to, to to do that, if not just the awareness of, of speaking up. Um, we're losing too many good young good young men uh, to to this. So um, we're just two guys are trying to do our best, hey? 100%. Alrighty, guys. So that is the big announcement on show number sixteen here of the Moto Limited show. Um, thank you for uh, tuning into this one. We're going to wrap this up, boys. Get you guys home. I'm going to go and train. <laughs> I'm going to go get a jam cream donut you can from Bell Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's going. He was going to bring him in studio, and I was like, "Good, I don't eat jam and cream donuts anyway. <laughs> just don't bring a beer in." Yeah. There's, oh, there's, next time, mate. There's three in my sh- in my fridge, and I just I'll I take care of them. Can we have one? I, I, I open it up and I go, oh, they'll pull the water out next to it. So, look, it's all fun and games, and uh, but it's going to be serious. November 28th uh, up there, Kabulcha, 24 Aerodrome Road. Um, we'll be there having fun. All right, guys, thank you for coming in. Thanks, Lockie. No worries. Thanks for having me, man. It was good. First, good time, on a, first time on a podcast. First you? podcast, yep. Uh, look at you go, mate. That's hey. it. Couldn't shut him up. Couldn't get him. Couldn't cake him off. Oh, I'll talk under wet cement. I don't know why it's such a surprise. That's good, mate. You, you reason to talk. Once we, get, once we get back racing here next year, you'll be on quite a bit, I reckon, from, <laughs> from your results this year. You'll be back on. Again, that's enough of me giving you a good plug yeah. there. I'm done now. You're making, it, you're making it hard for next, me to hate you, mate. Next time, next time you get on here. That's, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I get you on here after I beat your ass. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, Ty, thanks for coming down. 
thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yep, no, it's all a pleasure, mate. Um, thanks for having me. Again, if you guys want to get involved uh, with coming to the show, get in touch with uh, Ty there, Guillotine Boxing Club, Instagram, Facebook. Um, you'll find your details there somewhere. Um, and make sure you uh, get onto the Moto Limited social media pages, my personal social media pages. Lockies, if you look up Lockie Latimer on uh, Instagram, you'll find him there. Uh, or Nugsy602. If you look up Lockie Lama, you'll find up my old account from when I was 13. Dumb. I had it for one day and forgot the password. <laughs> and I still haven't. I get tagged in it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Uh, yeah, Nugsy will be the one you got to look up. Nugsy602 is <laughs> the one. one. Um, so, as I said, we're going to be promoting this um, this stuff on there. So, make sure you guys get around it. Um, that's it. We're done. Easy Please. as that. You guys made an hour and 20 minutes. You think <laughs> you're going to do that? Not bad. No, nice. Easy. <laughs> easy done. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for tuning in here. Show number 16. We've got some cool stuff coming uh, down for the following shows. As I said, we're going to be touching on uh, this fight stuff a lot. We've got some more American Silly Season stuff. Hopefully, we can get some Australian information uh, about what's going on with racing next year here in Australia but if not we're all well tuned into this American stuff gives us something to do um, and uh, yeah there's some uh, some big things in the pipeline here for the Moto Limited show uh, and hopefully we get some Tremar shows going again shortly so thank you for joining uh, joining us here uh, show number 16 um, from myself Lockie Ty we'll see you on the next one Moto Limited Network. We've been out filming for the last two days. I'm knackered. Trying to get home and we're running out of fuel. And we're about 13 k from home.